morning. <laughs> what do you have to start? Uh, okay. I'll, I'll go nice first. You want to go nice first? Yeah, I'm going to go nice. Start okay. off nice. Good. So uh, I can't believe I didn't mention it last week, probably because I was so busy thinking of other things. But uh, so my daughter had, you know this, but my daughter had a baby girl, Drew. And I'm going to go visit her today for a few minutes before I go on the ice. Yeah. And she's awesome. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how you can see this little thing and just, I forget, like Charlie's only 15 years old. And uh, it made me sad in a bit because I was thinking of Charlie. That's yeah, yeah, for sure. It's the closest thing I've ever been to. It is Charlie boy. Yeah. And uh, so so Drew came along, and she's just the cutest little thing. It's amazing. Oh man, the babies are super cute. Super, super cute. cute. I love babies. I, I that might surprise people. It's it, it surprises me actually a little bit. A little All bit. babies like me. Yeah. How much when like you turn you go into playful Andy, which we're all yeah. very familiar. Well, yeah, I am at least. Yeah. But uh, when it's the best is like, well, because they don't know one thing about anything. It's amazing. They know nothing about anything. And the watching, well, you'll get to see it again now is over the next like few years as they start to learn things, how amazing it is that they learn yeah. things. Yeah. Like the one, the thing that I say this whenever this topic comes out, it's because it absolutely boggles my mind is how kids learn how to speak. Yeah. Like learning language, how they, they'll learn the rules of like, using tense correctly yeah. like past tense present tense whatever yeah. they know how to follow the rules of the language without ever they didn't take a class they didn't do any, none of that yeah. and it's just uh, all the little things like that they start to learn certain yeah. things learn how to point learn how to grab things learn how to make sounds it's yeah. just it's freaking it's so cool man it's yeah. unbelievable it was great because i saw her and i picked her up the first time and it's like come on you yeah. forget so you forget yeah. she's she was a seven seven pounds and something right like like, like I eat hamburgers bigger yeah. than this. <laughs> right? So I grab her and I'm like, well, you just fall in love, man. Oh, yeah. And then so her eyes are closed and her big cheeks and she's just breathing. You can hear the, the breathing. And like you said, she's just right out of the oven. Yep. Right? She's right out of the oven. <laughs> and then she wrestles a bit and then one eye opens. Yeah. And not that she can see you or anything like that, but one eye opens and it's just like this thing of beauty that comes out. It's like, and, yep. then, and then she hears noises and you see her eyes going like, she can't even, she can't even process what is going on. But you can just see your eyes going like, "What's going on?" Right. Right. She's never seen yeah. this. Never felt this. Never smelt this. She never smelt this. That's yeah. for sure. But uh, you know, like it's amazing. In interesting. Absolutely. Interesting fact. Well, might be a kind of fact. My brother told me this. He was a, he was a biomed major in school, so he's a little more into smarter than us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to dance around it, but yeah. yeah. So he was. We were talking about similar topic, and he was saying how this i could be butchering this so whatever but more or less more or less it's right he's saying that babies when they're first born up until like several months into existing in the world they don't know that things exist outside of their field of vision okay so well how it, could they right like so, you're saying like the kids is wonder if there's uh, planes that fly so so of course not no no so it's like if you play peekaboo with a baby Right. So like you cover your face. Well, they think it's the they, funniest thing but, ever. But they actually think you're gone. Like they don't. <laughs> yeah. Like they don't know that you're still there. Really? Like they legitimately don't know that. Right. So they'll you cover your face, and they're just they're you can see on their face if like other people watching they actually get like worried. They're like where'd he go? And Come then you on. and then you pop back and then you're there, 
And then they're like, oh, like there you are. They don't, re- they don't I realize. See, that's amazing. Isn't that amazing? So if I'm a little off, whatever, you get the idea. <laughs> Imagine if you're totally but, yeah, off. Yeah, like, totally not, right? They know <laughs> the everything. Kids sit there and go, no, like, yeah. it's a stupid <laughs> joke. He's got, just, he's got a Mor- ooh, ooh. Morgan Freeman voice narrating in his head the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but but Peekaboo, yeah. I love doing it. With the- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's the best because <laughs> what was it? What got you? Of course, you love Peekaboo. Fifty-two-year-old <laughs> <52 year> man. <laughs> so good, Peekaboo. I do. I love it. I love it because I get very animated eh? <laughs> to see them just like laugh because you you showed up again. <laughs> I think I like it more than the kid. 100%. That's why I'm laughing. You're doing it for you, not for the kid. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, anyways, I love her, man. She is so cute. I just love her. I, it's a different perspective for me because the other the other three, it was we're raising them. So, you're busy raising them, right? You, yeah. you, you know, you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But you always want to slap them and stuff, right? Yeah. You enjoy it. But this, this is so different because... Like, you know, it's the old thing. Your grandparents are great because I can't use it. I can't believe I use that word. Yeah. You, you get them and then you can leave them. But mm-hmm. that's not how I look at it. I look at it as like I get them and it's like, wow, that's pretty amazing. And I'm going to have a different perspective. You know, yeah. I'm I'm, ex- I, I'm excited to be able to like hold her hand and walk with her little curly blonde hair and stuff yeah. like that and talk and be like just a good dude to her. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to enjoy this because it's so amazing. I've said this to my wife. I can't tell you how many times I like I would do anything, I think. To just go back and have my son uh, at that age for just give me 10 minutes. Yeah. And then just at three years old for two minutes. Like just to go back and just oh, give me those cheeks, kid. Yeah. You yeah, know? For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So you said you had a, had something you wanted to say before yeah. we got into Yeah. Show. We'll, we'll get into that. Hopefully I get to meet her though. I want to meet the you little, will. Yeah, you girl. will. Um, so yesterday mm-hmm. had the last group, the 07 group in here before you went on the ice. Yeah. An interesting thing happened. So let's get, take a little more deeper, deeper turn here. Yeah. We're in the middle of the workout, and you came out of the office to me to ask me about one of the kids that's yep. in the 07 yep. age group. And you've asked me about a few yep. between, like, the Windsor and Sun County teams. Yeah. And it just it kind of dawned on me because I'm in the middle of training with this group, and you come out and ask me a question like that. And it just I was thinking, I was like, man, none of these kids know that that just happened. Right. Right? So... You, what happened just for some context, you were talking with somebody who's pretty connected in the NHL world yeah. and already asking about a kid who's a 2007 yeah. born, which is not even his draft year yet. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen. Exactly. And people say, and I remember people used to say this when I was young and I give my dad a lot of credit because this was something that actually shaped a lot of how I behave is uh, how someone's always watching. You never yeah. know who's watching. Yeah. Right? You always got to be on because you don't know who's watching, especially if you're someone who's trying to get recruited for something. It doesn't even have to be a sport, like a job or whatever. You don't know who the person is that's going to help you to get where you need to go because that's what life is. Life is people helping people get to where they want to go, you yeah. know, and you need a network to be able to get where you want to go. There's no way around it. Like people yeah. think you can do it on your own. You can't. Yeah. And so I brought the guys in at the end of the workout just to tell them what happened because I was like, you know, it's easy to Did you use a name. No. Okay. No, no, no. I didn't just use any names. It. I didn't. It was just like the principle yeah. was what I was getting at. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I was just Which saying for them to hear. Yeah. So I just said, I was like, you know, all you guys say you want to be hockey players and 
Some of you do, some of you don't, but all of you say you do. And people will tell you all the time, like, you never know who's watching. Like, you don't know who's around or who's going to make an impact on you in your career if you're tra trying to be a hockey player. So I just said, while you guys were working out, Andy came out and he was talking to somebody who was asking about an 07 born. And I used, I, I didn't use any names and I said yeah. on both teams, because that's actually true. Yeah. And I just said, the point is not who they're asking about or whatever, even though I know you guys are going to focus on that a little bit. But the point is, you don't know who around you is going to be someone that can have an impact on you. So me, for example, I'm close, relatively close to your, you guys in age. And we come in, we goof around, to we work students, out yeah. Yeah, to, the, to the guys we're training. It's like, you come in, we goof around, we're trying to work out, we're whatever. And I might not be someone who you think could have an actual impact on where you go and what you do. But look at what happened. A guy calls Andy, Andy asks me, and he's asked me a few times because I've been at some of the games watching. And then he relays the message back to the people he's talking to. Yeah. And there's an example of you walk in here and you're just like, well, I'm just at my workout with my buddies hanging out. And, and it is that, but it's also the people that come through Powertech are actually people that are like parts of major teams, whether it's yeah. OHL, NHL, whatever. Yeah. And we talk because people talk, mm -hmm. you know? And so it was just a good little... It was a good little example that I wanted to give them about. You have to be, you have to always be on, man. And it, and your immature kids, like you're just hitting puberty right now. Like it's not really fair necessarily that every single thing you do is going to be watched and be talked about yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And so you have to be aware of, of that. It's easy to forget. It's easy to get into like just the routine of what you're doing and take for granted what you have going on. But at the end of the day, it could just be one moment where you do something and someone saw it or somebody was paying attention and it's not, it doesn't even necessarily be, have to be how you behave, yeah. but it just takes the one, you know, good or bad, just takes the one, you know? So it was just a good little message. So I thought that was a nice thing to, well, to get your so, thoughts on. So that surprises me because you, um, that surprised me that you had that talk with them. Mm -hmm. uh, not because you had a talk with them. It surprised me because of the way they were on the ice last night. They weren't good. Really? They were not good. Very interesting. So I re pulled them in a couple of times. I said, okay, listen, I'm not giving you guys shit. I'm explaining a couple of things on what I expect from you and your execution. And like, so one of the things we really work on, and it's funny, we just started, talked about passing last week and stuff. And it's like, and it's a skill that just, it just seems like it's just whatever. You know, whatever. So I was looking at a couple of the drills. Like, so now for the average guy watching a practice, I probably thought that was a great practice. But for me, the standard's a lot higher, right? So I was looking at when when you're doing a drill, does the intensity have to go down because you have to think? Yeah, because we're doing a couple timing, passing drills and stuff like that. But like all the, the, the technique and all this stuff, it's just not there. Like I can tell that they're just, they're just like whatever, coach, like mm -hmm. whatever. And I don't like to sit there and say, do you guys know who I train? Right. They know, and, and I don't like to do that. I don't like to. I just, I like to gain respect because I'm doing a good job. Yeah, you've earned it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. So I had to call them in a couple of times and just not, again, not give them shit, but explain hockey to them and intensity. Like, you're allowed to move your feet. You're allowed to think. Like, don't just go and do drills and stuff yeah. like that. Like, like, and like you said, people are going to ask me. I, well, there was the one scout that called me a couple of weeks ago, but he, they want to, he wants to watch that whole group of kids. And I said, yeah, I'll give you, a, I'll give you the book on every one of them. And, and, and I, it's amazing how they forget mm -hmm. or, or, so that's, that's, that's one thing. So at the end of this, at the end of the session, uh, I had a, just a couple minutes left and, um, 
were designed so I can just talk to them for a second. And I said kind of what, not what you said, but I said, guys, listen, man, I've been doing this a long time and I, I, I don't, I don't want you to say, oh, because you did those guys. Like, but that's the, that's the reality. Yep. That's the reality. And, and to be on the ice with me, you have to, there's a certain level. And then, then I have a certain expectations. And if you don't want to meet that certain level, like I don't want to train you. Yep. I said, because the honest to God, the, the, the thing is I want you to actually be a really good hockey player and I want to enjoy doing it. But the funny thing is, is like, I remember, even remember Charlie and going into minor bantam. He might have been major bantam. He was like maybe a little bit different breed because he was like he was like um, um, this was him. Like yeah, he was in the power attack hockey. Yeah, yeah. And he says it right now. He goes, "Dad, you helped me so much even to this day." But it's just a weird age because you're still trying to be cool. You're still trying to you know talk and on the ice and have fun and, and you have to have all that stuff. But there's a time where you have to dial it in. And, and, and for a lot of them, if, if someone's asked me about them, I'd say, yeah, good, good, good kid. Yeah, he's all right. You know, is he dialed in as a hockey player? Yeah. Right. You know, but, yeah. they, but people are always watching and it's, uh, but it's weird because that, there's a certain age where it kind of, maybe it kicks in and maybe it never does. I don't know. I, I still don't know. Well, but, I, but, but the, 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 sorry, one more thing. Yep. <clears throat> the other thing is just for people listening, because I don't want the message to be taken the wrong way. When, when you said you talk to them and someone's always watching and you always have to be dialed in. Yeah, you do. If, and that's what I said to them, I expect everybody here wants to go somewhere. They all said yes. So that's the caveat. Is and that I, the word? Oh, well, and I, yeah, caveat. And that's what I, I said that exact thing to them too. Yeah. I said, all you guys say you want to be hockey players, yeah. whether you do or not, I don't know. Yeah. But I'm just, if you don't care, and I said that, if, if it doesn't matter, then you don't have to listen that's to us. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. But I'm assuming. We treat you right. as if you want to go somewhere. Right. And you're, that's the right way to go. Yeah. You're a training with the elite of your age. Yeah. And you're verbally you are saying to us that this is something you want. Now, yeah. what your actions show are different than what you yeah. say, or they're the same as what you say, but that's what people are going to judge you on, your actions. Nobody cares what you said. Everyone, yeah. when I was when I was a kid, when I, we played for, I played Windsor AAA, and one year we had a magazine thing that we came out with, a team, it was like a picture day, whatever, and we had, in on the pages was the picture of the kid and a little bio and whatever when we were like 12. And yep. one of the last quite there was like a little the standard thing they do with hockey players. What's your favorite food, favorite movie, yep. whatever. At the bottom, what you want to be when you grow up. Yeah. 95% was I want to play in the NHL. Everybody. You know how many on my team play in the NHL? Yeah. Zero. Less, not one. Less than zero. Yeah. So the, for these kids that are saying that, less. the kids that are saying that, it's the, un, like I said, it's an unfortunate reality that we are 14 and you're already getting calls for people asking about them yeah and you're just at a disadvantage if you don't realize that you need to be serious when it's time to be serious then you're just at a disadvantage and to go back you know when we talked about like the partying thing and people were giving us heat like oh you can never have you're saying you can never have fun or whatever that's not what we're saying we're not saying Mm -hmm. that it's about when it's time to be serious you have to be serious you know when you have to pick your spots and that was something that even having not made it that was something that i give my parents my dad my dad especially a lot of credit for that because that was something that they drilled into me when I was a little kid. Like there's a time to be a jackass and there's mm-hmm. a time to not be a jackass. Mm-hmm. Well, like watch your mouth, like watch mm-hmm. how you're behaving, yeah. make sure you're paying attention to people that have authority over you in whatever situation, because then you're the kind of person that people want around. So even if for, I mean, and I know for me, if people ask me about some of these guys and they say, what's the, what's the deal on this kid? What I would say, if there's somebody who is listening and trying and giving good effort and whatever, I would say they're a decent player, but they really listen. They're really coachable yeah. and they're, they really actually try to get better. So yeah. if you, if you, it might be a kid you take a chance on. 
or it might be a kid you give an extra look or an extra opportunity or whatever because as a kid that looks like he could he could do something yeah. you know yeah. and with some of these other guys and it's not just that 07 group it's with all the guys that it's I every trained. age it's every age yeah, for it's, sure it's when you guys come in here anywhere it could be your class it could be at school like they you know something that these people say that you have to watch out for they might ask your teachers in school like how you're doing and do they always ask your teachers about you no they don't a lot of scare but, tactics yeah but it's a lot of scare tactics at the end of the day they want a good hockey player but the principal stands though. They're going to ask yeah. somebody about you. 100%. And you don't know who the somebody is, yeah. whether it's your coach or your assistant coach or a dad on the team who knows a guy that's asking. Like, you don't know, yeah. right? And so you just have to be aware of how you're conducting yourself. Well, you're you, we were talking a couple of weeks ago, like I could have taken this podcast a lot of different ways. Yeah, right. could have been jackass. Yeah. So think about that because teams knew who I was. Right. You know, they'd interview me, him and me and... There, there's a little bit of respect, but what if I, what if I, I could have made it hard for my kid if I was jackass Andy on my podcast. That's right. Right. Yeah. Cause that right. kid's probably going to be a jackass and stuff, but yeah, people are watching all the time, man. It's, it's crazy. It was just speaking of that again is, um, you know, people say they want things, but do they really, that's a Steve Otline that he, that Charlie has on his, uh, uh, shadow box that you made from the, yep. right. And, and, um, so we were just having that little conversation last night. So going back to the players, like if you don't really want it, and do the things to get there, then you, you know, you're probably not going to be so dialed in. Yeah. So with the hockey players say that they want it. Yeah. Everyone says they want to play in the NHL, everybody, but then you got to go through it. And one more thing on that note is uh, you said, take it for granted. So really funny. So my son suffered is suffering right now and we'll, we'll call it an injury. Right. Um, and, and he's been, he's been playing through this since October five and it's, and, and he's been playing pretty good. But now he has to be off for, it's going to be a minimum of two weeks. And and so he called me and he was just devastated. So why is he devastated? He's devastated because he was, he's just getting on a really good roll, getting comfortable. Like the, the league's becoming, not saying, I'm not saying it's getting easy, but he goes, dad, it's, I, I find I'm, I'm good now in, in the OHL. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I, I get it. And he goes like, so it's a setback. It's a, a thing. But my point of this is I said, so remember Charlie, how many times I've told you, you you'd never, ever appreciate what you have until it's actually gone. Or, or taken away a little bit, right? So so you could go to the rink and get in the routine of, okay, I get up and I go to school and I go to the rink and is my stretching and my dynamic workout actually dialed in? Is my nutrition actually dialed in? Because maybe these things could have... Yep. And, and, and I know it is. Like, I know it is. But is it 100% or is it 80%? Well, I mean... It, Mentally, on the ice, yeah. is it every shift, every practice, every shot? Like, it because it, it, when it's taken away, it's like you always will go back and say, maybe I could have did better. And I'm not, nothing about that was like, cause he wasn't. Well, but he, but it doesn't matter. He That's could right. be doing better. It doesn't matter. Right. 100%. So he could, he could have dialed in more in some way mm-hmm. because he's a kid and the kids have to learn. Yeah. And that's, and that's my point in bringing all this up. Yeah. It's, it's an unfair expectation to have on a kid, Yes, but it's too bad because that's yeah. the point. Like yeah. you have to do it. This is yeah. when you're getting judged. This is when people are picking you. Yeah. And that's, we, we come back to this message a lot. It's like, it doesn't matter what you say about, you know, life balance and all these, you need to hang out with your friends and you need to have a good social life and yeah. like all this stuff. It doesn't matter what anyone says about that. Yeah. The reality is if you want to move on to higher levels, all that stuff has to be a minimum and all of the hockey related being dialed in stuff that we talk about all the time yeah. has to be maximized. It has to be optimized. It yeah. has to be 100% dialed in or as close to it as possible yeah. because it's that, it's that hard. It's just yeah, that no hard. windows right there. It's, yeah. It's just a small you know what I mean? Window. You have a very small window. And if, if you're somebody who doesn't get 
picked early or noticed early, yeah. then you're behind, you feel like, even if you're not, you feel like you're behind the eight ball trying to catch up now. And that's what happens with every single kid who, you know, they're devastated after the OHL draft. Now they need to scrape to try to make a junior team. Then they don't. Then they have to play midget. And then they're trying to work. They feel like they're working against the grain now yeah. all the way up. So if you can get yourself ready earlier and have a little bit more maturity about yourself earlier, then you'll be that much better off. And, and just to, to maybe to, to wrap on this, again, it's, it's just to be totally clear. It's not saying you can... Never, you can't be a kid. Yep. We're not saying that you need to be a robot. That's not what the point of this yep. is. Yep. But you have to be aware that when you're at a workout, at practice, at a game, at a restaurant, hanging out with your buddies, you have to be aware that there's people around. Yep. You know, and people see you. Yep. And you know, I ran into a few weeks ago one of the kids that um, was here. His younger brothers also plays Triple A's, maybe twelve or thirteen or something. Right. And it was, I think it was a Friday, almost Friday night, and he was on, he was on his bike with his buddies, and I bumped into him at, I was getting gas, and I, he lives around where I live, and he was with some of his buddies, some of his friends, just bumming around the little the corner store, and I'm getting gas, and I just happened to bump into him. Yeah. And I, I see this kid. Can I just take a guess? If you want. Was he up to no good? I don't know. They could seem that way. I don't. Right. Okay. okay. This is what I'm getting at. Right. So you're yeah. you're on your bike with your backpack. It's starting to get dark out, and you're at a gas station with a bunch of a bunch of kids, boys and girls, mm-hmm. at at a gas station, and it's it's dark out on a Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe you're doing nothing. Maybe you're just on your bike yeah, with your buddies. Right. You could just be hanging out. But I'm looking. I'm just like, what do you have in your backpack, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this I know, is. I know. And 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 is that unfair? Of me, maybe. What do you but, have in your backpack, but, though? But this is... So, because sorry, there's been several kids that I've had. What's in your backpack? No, nothing. That's right. That's why right. do you have a backpack? Yeah. I don't carry a backpack. Yeah. When I'm on my bike, why do I have a Charlie backpack? Charlie always said that. He goes, why do they got backpacks? He yeah. knows why, but he yeah. goes, they, they all have backpacks. So, and this is this is what I'm saying. And, and the last point that I wanted to bring up is, you know, people say when it comes to being judgmental mm-hmm. or something like that, right? Like, you shouldn't judge other people. Oh, and yeah. you shouldn't... And it's like... What do you, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean? As humans, all we do is judge other people because we need to figure out, is this somebody who I should be around or not? Is this I somebody? So like, my wife tells me that. I say, I judge everybody. Well, yeah, but, and, and there's a difference. Between, Everyone. And there's a, yeah, but there's a difference between looking at people and then, and thinking less of them and, and whatever. No, I know. Based on their behavior. That's fine. But. If you're going to say that you're going to look at somebody and not judge what they're doing, judging them. every single human is doing that. Yes. I don't care what anyone says. Everyone's a scout. Yeah. You have to be. You mm-hmm. have to be. If mm-hmm. you're mom and dad, you're judging who your kid's hanging around with, well, no matter so. what. If you're the yeah. kid, you're judging which guys you think are you yeah. get along with and which kids you don't. You're yeah. always you're making judging judgments. your dad why, when he tells you to work hard and get dial it in. You're judging him because he's got a wife beater shirt with a mustard stain drinking a Budweiser. Yeah. And that's what humans do. That's what we do. That's and what you we should. do. Because if not, you're going to get in a lot of trouble. Right. So as, again, with your, if your mom and dad or coach is listening or, or the kids, just you need to know that. People are going to judge you. Yeah. And if you think, well, I'm just, I'm just being me. Like I'm just, it's like nobody cares yeah. about what you say about that, you know? So. Yeah. Well, it's funny you said a word because I, there's another little thing I wanted to say. And it actually made a segue for me. It's, um, it's called, um, you said, don't be judgmental. So what, 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 what I get from that is. People say things without thinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All the time. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, and I want you to right away give me the answer. Okay. Okay. 
This is this is a term that uh, I, I'll just say the term first. Everything happens for a reason. Tell me what you think. Bullshit. Okay, so you're thinking the way I, I interpret yeah. it. So let me just say this, okay? So I was I was my wife and I my wife used to say it, and I hear people say it all the time. And I told my wife because it's a positive statement, right? right? It sounds good. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. So I always said I I don't believe that for one second. But just this morning, I was thinking about it a little bit more. Because there was, a, I was listening to NHL Network, and there was a player speaking, and he said, you know, and he wasn't scoring goals, whatever, and, uh, and he goes, but it'll, it'll come, you know, everything happens for a reason. I go, that's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe the intent of that saying was everything happens for a reason, meaning there's a consequence for your actions. But the way people use it right. now, it's like they, it's like, you know something goes wrong it's like well everything happens for a reason it's like no so i told my wife uh like years ago i said i use the words but i change the words i go there's a reason everything happens now that's there's a consequence so like if you lose your house as an adult there's a reason it happened. not everything happens for a reason the the, the stars didn't align and say well let's just teach him a lesson here and he'll learn right. from it no 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 it happened for a reason you were probably well, well, you could have lost your job or whatever, but you didn't. You weren't able to to do whatever it is. You didn't make the. You didn't. You didn't make the NHL. Well, everything happens for a reason. Well, that's a dumb statement, actually. Mm-hmm. It's no. The reason it didn't happen is let's go and reverse engineer it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? One hundred percent. Yeah. So well, the amendment to my what I would actually say when someone asked me that is I would say it depends what you mean, right? That's <laughs> there it is again, right? Yeah. And I remember the day because it was actually an impactful moment when. I started to think, because I always thought like that, like everything happens for a reason. I took for granted that that's, and I remember the day that I changed my mind on that, in that moment, thinking like, that's a bunch of shit. Yeah. It's like, didn't put the work in. There's no action. Like there's no action. You're just, you're waiting. Everything happens for you. You're just waiting for it to manifest itself. Yeah. That's that's the, that's the way it comes across all the time. And I I don't believe that. Yeah. I believe everything happens for a reason. If you're taking action to get the outcome, Yeah. then maybe that's true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, it's definitely, it's not as easy as just like everything happens for a reason. Right. And I got in another discussion with somebody about this exact point a few years later. I remember we were at a cottage with a bunch of my buddies and somebody who was there, it was the same kind of interaction. And they were saying that, they said that just, oh, I think everything happens for a reason. And I remember like just, I ended up grilling this person about, it. I was like, do you actually think that's true? Yeah. I like, love what do you that. actually, like, I what do you actually it. think about that? Like, let's yeah. actually dig into that for yeah. a second. Like, what do you think? Yeah. And obviously you dig three questions deep on that and they didn't put a lot of thought into yeah, what sure. that means right yeah and sounds that, nice though yeah it's, and it sounds nice and i just i'm against yeah. like platitude bullshit like that it's like <laughs> it's like what are you actually saying yeah like yeah, what does yeah. that actually mean is there any yeah. substance to what you're saying or are yeah. you just are you just saying things to say them that don't mean anything yeah you know and that's definitely falls right in that category for me for sure yeah so i was gonna talk a little bit about the podcast i did the other day for uh, the kitchener people yeah but it, what you just said made me, it was one of the questions they asked, okay? So just remind me, Russia reading. Yep. Okay? Yep. So, so guys, the other day, my brother, who's uh, who was played in the OHL as well, played uh, pro, he was a goalie, signed with Washington. He uh, he is a good friend with the play-by-play announcers and up in Kitchener for the Kitchener Rangers and stuff like that. So they, they asked if we would do their, go on their podcast. My brother and I, you, you were around a little bit. 
uh, to go on the podcast and speak about old, old OHL stories. So, so we went on this podcast and we ha- it was it was great. We we spent two hours. They said this was this was awesome. But anyways, they were asking. We were talking about old stories about hockey, and that's what they wanted to go through. And they, they found my brother and I very interesting. So, like one of the things they talked about, and it's going to kind of talk into. Sorry, do you want to give a little a little uh, background on your brother too? Just because people don't. Yeah, know I brothers. think I did. You know, like playing and stuff. Didn't I not say it? No. Okay, so he's two years younger than me. He grew up like, uh, yeah, so like in this podcast, they were asking, how do you become what you are? So my brother was two years younger with me, and by default, he became a goalie because I was a little kid with a hockey stick and rolled up bag of chips or sponge puck and all balls, and I'd throw them against the, the fridge or the wall, and I'd shoot pucks at him. And then we'd go downstairs, and I'd shoot pucks at him. He became a goalie. He was a very, very good goalie. In fact, want to hear an unbelievable stat? Growing up, they had my brother, Sean Goche, and Richard Shomistra playing AAA. Well, that's three. One can't make it. Okay? So all three. Richard was a little bit, like he was the one that always got cut, it seemed, except for one year, I think. My, the major the year they got drafted, Sean Goche moved away or went up, played at a different level. And my brother and Richard were the goalies on that team. This is unbelievable. Sudbury, Ontario, the 19, 1971 birthdays. Sean Goche, Daryl Pocket, Richard Shamisha all played in the uh, pro. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's, that's incredible. From the same, you can't same have spot. one from one place. Yeah. So Sean played. A, uh, I don't know if Sean played NHL games. He might have played one or two. My brother played East Coast and uh, with far, uh, Washington's farm team. Uh, he's got records in the East Coast League, played in Portland, you know, in the American League. And then uh, Richard played a couple games with, uh, or a little while with New Jersey. Wow. On the same team. That's One crazy. of those guys had to get cut every yeah. year. That's impossible. I know. It, from Sudbury, Ontario, population of six. Yeah. <laughs> three of them were goalies and three of them so played unlikely. pro, made money in hockey. Yeah. So yeah. anyways, my brother was drafted third round of the Cornwall Royals. Uh, played behind Richard Tabaracci, who I played with on under-17s. Uh, same year as me. And then... Uh, uh, let me see. Then he played, went out east because uh, things went kind of sideways his last year. Junior went out east. So when if you ever think it's over, if you're done the OHL, it's over. No, he went and played uh, one year tier two in the East Coast. And then he went to the University of Cape Breton uh, Capers. They were called terrible team. He would get literally like huh, said literally. He would get. I'd see the newspaper articles and stuff. He'd get 70, 75 shots a game. And then he was scouted from there, and he signed with the Washington Capitals. So, like, the really good story is that he just worked hard, kept doing it, played because he loved the game, went to school, and he got scouted out of university, even though when everybody else thought it was going to be over. Yeah. Then he played, you know, a bunch of years in the in the minors. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's cool. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the story. So then, these the the play by play guys from Kitchener uh, wanted to do a story on us, and it was great. They were talking about old old. Old hockey stuff. They want the old stories, right? Because yeah. and, and I was like, I don't like talking about this stuff, but I had a blast. So, um, uh, what would they say? The old stories growing up. Uh, they asked about our household and you know growing up in a bu- with a bunch of athletes. What's that like? So we had some funny stories. But the things that the couple things that I like that they talked about or they want us to talk about was our old coaches. And 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 this ties into what we're actually going to talk about like for a little bit today is like the history of hockey how things have changed so much. And that's what they said. They said, like, Andy, you played for Bill LaForge, and, and Daryl, my brother, played for Orville Tessier and uh, uh, John Brophy, legends, right? And uh, Mark Crawford. And so they were telling stories about that. And I, one of the points I said is, 
like they said, build a forge. Is it like, what was that like? And I said, well, cause so if anybody knows or heard of bill of forge, you can look about people don't believe the stories. It was, it was absolutely nuts. So I told them the story that my first training camp, we had t-shirts that had, we were called the Hamilton Steelhawks and PhD was his, one of his, uh, what do you call it? Um, slogans, slogans and yeah. PhD means pride, pride, hustle, desire. Good words. Yeah. It's with the nice, beautiful Steelhawks um, logo on it. On the back, Sergeant Slaughter. So he was a wrestler with a big chin and a, and a, a big mustache. And uh, he was pointing, like this is on the back of our T-shirt, pointing, saying, Sergeant Slaughter's coming to get you. And then the other thing with that that training camp that, uh, you know, imagine this. So you, you get a letter in the <laughs> letter in the mail and the letter, the, the heading on the top of the, uh, letterhead says that uh, hand-to-hand combat is expected. Like today, that doesn't fly. Right. And then there's all these different stories about them. And I said, yeah, yeah they're every one of them is true. Like I've I've seen most of them. And I was sitting around with uh, Brian uh, McDonald, who played in Hamilton, uh, Pete Richards, who was a goalie when I played there, and Shane Corson, who played for him. And we were telling stories. This was in Sweden. And we were telling stories just amongst ourselves about the old days. And the people were sitting around that knew us. They're sitting there going, no way. I'm like, yeah, way. Yeah, way. <laughs> it was like, it was yeah. nuts. Yeah. And then they were asking stuff about the old barns. Like, what was your, so one of the questions was, what's your, what was your favorite yeah, arena? Yeah, I heard this one, yeah. What's your, what was a Windsor arena like? Because this is where I live now. And I told them, I said, like, the Windsor Arena was my first ro- first road trip. It was Kitchener, Hamilton, Windsor. They were all the Kitchener Auditorium is still the one they did a little fixing up. I said, but what the Windsor Arena was like amazing, intimidating, crazy. The fans are on top of you. Uh, but my point to that was, I really miss those old rinks because hockey's changed so much. And like, so when I played in the eighties. In the junior ranks, it, it, it so anyways. We were in Owen Sound on the weekend. I was watching my son in Owen Sound. It's like an older tin can rink. Yeah. It's nice though. Yeah, I watched the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's nice. It's yeah. like put together nice and stuff, but it's old and it's loud. And I told Charlie, I said that's how I remember junior hockey for the most part. It was like the people were on top of you. It was it was nothing like totally glamorous. It was yeah. it was for the time. Yeah, but it was like the scoreboards were export a cigarette or Molson Canadian. Uh, everything was like old school and it was like rough and it was tough and it was, it was just like a, such a different feel. So there was like Hamilton, the mountain arena, like the glass, the same with Windsor, the glass was like this high Sudbury arena, the old Sioux arena, the old Oshawa rink, uh, Kingston, I, I didn't mind, uh, K- Kitchener right now is awesome, but there's only a few rinks like that that are around anymore. And the difference now is like, I, and I, I have a hard time watching a game live. Not my son because I'm I'm very invested in it, but Guelph's got a good rink too. It's just it's more modern, but it's got an older feel to it. Um, but but it's like now it's like corporate. The NHL games is like corporate, quiet. The seats are set back. It's yeah. promotion, promotion, promotion. Big score clocks, jumbo, jumbotrons, music here. Someone dancing from here. It's like you don't get to watch the game, and then there's TV timeouts, all this stuff. It's like you're at a. It's different. Whereas you go to these old barns, like and Owen Sound was pretty neat, man. It was it gave that old feeling, and uh, I would go back to that in two yeah. seconds. Well, it's like the pure the pureness of the game pure that you're talking about, right? It's just the hockey, yeah. like everything. We talk about this all the time too, like the outside 
well, like pl- playing hockey inside the glass is what you like. You know, that's what you like about yeah. the sport. That's what yeah. and I feel the same way. Like actually playing yeah. the game. Yeah. That's why pond hockey is so fun, man, because you're just playing the game. Like yeah. that's all it is. You're actually just playing and yeah. uh, every, everything else. Like the, the words you were using when we talked about the other day was just uh, everything's overdone. You know, everything's yeah. it's too much. Like there's yeah. it's this big entertainment experience. And some people are into that and whatever. Just I'm not. And I, I want to watch the game. And it's funny because when uh, now that I'm going back to watch a lot of hockey games, even if it's minor hockey. I kind of try to hide when I go to watch yeah. because I don't actually want to talk. I actually want to sit and watch, watch the a game. hockey game. Like I'm trying to watch the yeah. game. So it could be when we go to see Charlie or it could be when I go watch some of the kids I train or yeah. whatever. I'm actually trying to watch the game. Like yeah. That's actually what I'm trying to do. So yeah. if you're going to come and it's like social hour and that's what it is yeah. for a lot of people. It's like an yeah. entertainment experience. Yeah. And in another kind of venue, when, when I go to watch like a baseball game, it's more that for me. I'm yeah. more there like yeah. it's an entertainment experience because yeah. I don't care so much about the game. But when I'm at a hockey game, it's like I'm watching a player specifically or I'm watching a team specifically and I just want to watch and actually see it because that's yeah. what I enjoy about yeah. the game. I don't like all the external. Yeah. Not that I don't like it. I just don't care about it. Like, well, I'm that not, Jumbotron. Yeah. Like they, they interrupt you all the time. It's like, yeah. just play a game. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I, I, to- I, totally miss, know what you mean. I really do miss it. I really do miss I've seen a big change in it, like just the, the corporate part of it, and, and I mean everyone's got to make money, right? Yep. Everyone's got to make money, and they, there's well, sales there's, all it's over. Big the place. money now, right? That's the thing. It's a it's yeah. big money now. Yeah, it's so. big money, or you lose big money. That's right. You know, you buy a junior franchise for you know eight, ten, twelve, eighteen million dollars, like you got to make your money back, right? Yeah. And um, so it's it's interesting that podcast that you did, kind of because it it ends up segueing itself into the topic for a reason. Man. So last week, I think it was last week. No, I it was the other day. Oh, last week. Yeah, yeah last yeah. week. Going into yeah. the topic. I, I forget what sparked my initial comment. Do you remember? Yeah, I said to you, I said, you remember, did you know that there was a time when there there was no backward passing? Right. But I, I was wrong. Was but I was wrong on that. It's yeah, yeah. forward passing. But but that, that you're right. That was the yeah. comment. Because I was thinking, so you you mentioned that to me last week mm-hmm. at some point. And I was like, <laughs> think, about, think about the evolution of hockey. Thinking about back to when it started. Yeah. Who came up with that? Where did that come from and how did it develop into yeah. the technology, like the skates, the sticks, yeah. the helmets that we're using now, yeah. the ice, all the, like you said, the overdoneness of how it's this huge money-making entertainment machine now. Yeah. Where the hell did that come from? And like who thought of going on ice in yeah. particular? Yeah. Whose idea was that? Because it's the only sport that's really like that. Everything else, it's like you're either on the field or in the snow that's kind of what you're doing, whether it's skiing, snowboarding to baseball, football, whatever. It makes sense you're on the ground. Yeah. Like who thought about going on the ice? Yeah. That's, and so we started yeah. kind of talking about yeah. hockey back when it yeah. when it was first starting. And I remember watching the – they made a movie about Rocket Richard several years ago now. And I remember watching that movie and they were showing how they used to play. But they had the chain, chain mesh nets and everything was outside because it yeah. was ice and whatever. So that's kind of how we started talking about it. So then you kind of did, did a little deep dive onto the... Yeah, I did, a, I did a bit of a deep yeah. dive. Like, there's there's too much. Too I much. only did one on the history of the NHL. Like, yeah. and, and it's like, I'm going to be missing a bunch of stuff, but I, it, it was so cool. Yeah. Because my comment before you were going to say that, as I was going to say, in a, a much rougher way, mm-hmm. how the hell did hockey start? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you really think about it, like, because you, you're thinking, like, who invented the game? Like, why this and why that, right? Like, how the hell did it start? Like, it's it's ridiculous. Why is there five guys on the ice? Why is there... Uh, yeah, the rules, line, like, everything, line, yeah. All this kind of stuff, right? Yeah, it's amazing. And, and, and you, when you look into it, it's freaking amazing. But who decided that we're going to put stick puck, five guys on the ice, some nets, hammer each other, and this will be a game? Yeah. So, 
I looked into it a bit. But like, you ever think like, you, we take it for granted so much right now. And, and I'm not trying to be like a historian because yeah. that's not what the <laughs> frick. I, you might as well call me a librarian. Yeah. I'm not. But but it was really interesting because I, it's one of the questions that I've always kind of asked. Like, a puck. What the hell is a puck? Why a puck? Yeah, think of that. Why a, a puck? puck. Not a ball? No, not a ball, but it will make sense. I didn't yeah. do the puck thing, but right. I, I, I watched one documentary how pucks are made. What a dirty job this is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's freaking amazing. So I always said, like, who – like. Who, this is amazing. How did people get into this stuff? What's a puck? What's a stick? Like, look at the sticks now. That's not what a stick was before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The skates, they evolved. Like, now it's like, uh, well, the, well I'll, I'll get into it. So, yeah. this isn't going to be real long, really. Yeah. But it's, I think it's kind of interesting for, you know, it's a, a different than what we did. So, how did hockey start? Like, that's a question. Some people say it started in Nova Scotia, Kingston, Montreal, whatever. So, in this documentary that I watched... It's they they made a made a reference that basically hockey started possibly in Egypt, Greece, Syria, huh? Right. Well, yes and no. What they meant by that is that there were similar games, like kind of like a field hockey, right? And they had sticks and balls. They played butt naked. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> Buck naked hockey, and and that was like. Because there's hieroglyphics or marble um, carvings that show that from history, right? So it's like, oh, okay, so hockey didn't start there, but there's there's something similar, right? And then, but they they can trace hockey kind of close to uh, starting in Scotland, believe it or not. So what happened was Scotland was a, obviously golf. Golf is their thing, right? So in the wintertime in Scotland, they would have rivers and or or ice fields or whatever and people would knock around a ball like big little small holes so okay there's pictures of them of people like playing you go yeah what is it? three like winter golf time. winter golf yeah. so they knock a ball around and put it in the hole and, and that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, yeah, cool. yeah 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 so that was like kind of like one start of it so hockey in canada and who knows where it originated for real but hockey in canada actually originated in scot uh, scotland Nova Scotia, New Scotland. <laughs> if you want to be, per definition, uh, in Nova Scotia. So, so if you, now if you think about it, there is they played golf. They came over to Nova Scotia. The Scottish people from the Nova Scotia started um, playing golf on the ice, basically. Like you know, I'm butchering it a little yeah. bit. All right, and. Uh, so then, 1866, combination of combination of no, uh, that and lacrosse was a very similar game. So, okay, right? so so it came, it went from like the winter golf, yeah. and then maybe combining lacrosse rules or rules that came from like the stick and ball game from Egypt Syria situation. Like that's where they kind of started nope. to meet up. Nope. nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of, but James Creighton came over, and he was uh, a rugby. Um, oh, rugby. Rugby. Interesting. So now, if you think about it, the rules of the game make sense as we go through some of the rules. So it was in 1860, uh, 1866 in Nova Scotia, the first skate was like as they were on the ice. They're realizing that, okay, we can maybe get around better. And, and the uh, Star Skate Company, I think, started making blades that attached to your feet so you can move around on the ice a little bit more. So James Creighton started... Um, 
uh, like the kind of the rules of hockey. Like it wasn't official yet, but they started with rules. So he designed the first uh, sort of game that was played uh, in with rugby rules. So you had the puck and the thing. So so some of the rules in hockey at the time were, well, what's rugby? It's all backward passing. So that remember I said earlier about forward right, passing, right, right, right. Do forward passing because the original rules of hockey were um, backward passing and then contact. So it was like a very violent game. So like the natives in in Canada. So so now let's go back a little bit. So these guys are playing. Talk about hockey sticks and stuff like that. You never you don't really think about this. What did you use as a hockey stick? Right. Yeah. So the ball was probably too bouncy or whatever. So they made probably made out of horse shit for the first little yeah. bit. Make it right? flat. Yeah, yeah, make it flat. It probably frozen horse shit, yeah. something like that. <laughs> and then and then evolved into pucks somehow. And I didn't get to that stuff. But hockey sticks, they said, and the name hockey itself comes from. There's a couple of different, couple a couple of different things. One comes from uh, ice hurley. That would be a Scottish thing. Okay. Another one would be come from the uh, lacrosse. Like it comes from the word lacrosse because it's made out of the stick and I can't pronounce the name, but it's close to that. Mm-hmm. And then there was another uh, another tree that they used to make the hockey sticks from that it was it, it sounded something like hockey. So one of those three blended into okay, so- named hockey stick. Hockey stick became hockey. Right. So, I mean, so yeah, am yeah. I all over or what? You're, yeah, you're a little oh, all over. I know it's I okay. So, so, yeah, so you'll, it went, you'll from, went from Scotland kind of winter golf or ice golf yep. or whatever. And then there was some kind of influence that the southern from like Syria, Middle East kind of games. Ball and ball stick, and stick games. games. Naked. That naked <laughs> came together. <laughs> it's important. Yeah. So they kind of came together. Then this rugby influence kind of came on. Yes. So it went from from an individual like winter golf game to like a passing game with the from the like the stick and ball game yeah. idea. And then, somewhere in between, somewhere in that frame, they didn't just say, "Okay, let's just play a rugby." Right, right, right. They were like the you're in Canada, you're on the rivers, you're on right. the fields that freeze. So the stick and ball games became something that was done on the ice. Right, exactly. Right? So, so like not with five aside, it would be like... Yeah, this huge mess of pond hockey. Yes. <laughs> it's just like yes. a big pond hockey game of a whole bunch of people. Yes. Yeah. So so, so it was kind of a combination of golf, rugby, um, whatever other stick and ball game, yeah. and um, lacrosse. Yes. Kind of like a combination of all that. Yes. And then you were t- telling me earlier the, the kind of the violence of the game. So we could get some of the rules from combining those games. But yeah. then you, were, you wanted to say something about like the violence of the game. or Well, the violence like of it was like... Like how there's so, hitting and fighting and like all yeah, that Yeah, so that's, that's rugby. Yeah. Rugby is all about scrums. So if you look at the origins of hockey, like it would have been like all these people on the ice and it would have been like... Because it's always going backwards. If you look at a rugby game, there's all these scrums all over the place. So that's how hockey actually originates. Yeah. It was always moving the puck back. You had to actually stick hand a little bit because you couldn't get up the ice without doing that. So you'd have to come back and there'd be a lot of hitting. And then there was like a, like a bit of a crossover with lacrosse. So lacrosse is a beautiful game in itself, but the origins of it is just battle. That's what they were. They were actually battles. It wasn't like 10 guys aside. It'd be one tribe against another tribe and there could be hundreds or 500 people playing in the big big field and the the you know we talk about battle it was about it was about you know you win and you scalp a guy and 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 you kill them death and at we're at at best if you were lucky you got a good beating but it was like it was a violent 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 game rugby is a violent 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 game 
So then when when uh, this guy invented the skates, like they're playing this game and they were like on the ice it could be better. Someone made the bottom the blades for for this uh, skates. Right. So now the game became just a little bit different. It became a little bit faster. It became a little bit more interesting. Right. Yeah. And and uh, yeah. So well, you the, had a the, question? No, I was just gonna say it's. I'm having a thought right now. It's just yeah. the. It's it's so interesting how it aligns kind of with with how like evolution works, like evolution yeah. of people and whatever. And it's a much shorter time frame, obviously. But yeah. I'm just thinking of the concept of games yeah. and like there's been humans have been playing to some degree whatever play means for forever and other animals do it too other species do it too like the right. concept of playing but then turning into something like a team versus team game that i'm sure because you were talking about how it's lacrosse started from being battles right yeah. and it probably that this is just total speculation but probably like evolving out of the idea of war us versus you 100%. and then instead of it become being a to the death thing it's like well we don't actually have to kill each other and it's still <laughs> and it's still fun yeah. you know and maybe it kind of went out of that into like my tribe versus your tribe and now my team versus your team or yeah. i'll take a few of these guys you take a few of those guys and we'll we'll kind of play this game and not actually have to kill each other i bet you that's that could be the origin of a whole bunch of different different sports for sure you know it's all probably very similar because it comes from at some point you're going back to tribal humans human nature battle that is that is what competition yeah. you know we have to compete for yeah. survival we have to compete for whatever and it's, it's funny how it evolved out of that to now we still get so much enjoyment and it's just it's just a, it's amazing how attached people get to these games whatever sport it is or or whatever you're watching you're, you it's like so deeply ingrained for us to enjoy watching competition yeah and it's got to stem from that that like yeah. survival mechanism of we need to win so we survive kind of thing. Yeah. So that I mean that's my speculation on it anyways. Yeah, but no, I that makes sense. So so interesting how yeah. you can feel yourself. Even so, when Charlie got in his fight with uh, with uh, Cully there from Windsor, yeah. right away, it's like something inside you just turns on. It's there, and man. it's like you feel like the intensity, the emotion, the yeah. adrenaline. So my Christine was with me and my mom, and both of them are like almost in tears yeah. watching, and it's like he's fine. They're yeah. just they're just going at it like yeah. it's fine, but they're yelling and screaming and like getting all hyped up into it and whatever. And it's just funny how yeah. naturally that comes to anyone who's watching any sport, 100%. whatever you pick your poison of what sport you like. But it's so interesting how that's the case, and it, it's a game. It means nothing. It doesn't matter, right? You know, but it just actually yeah. ends up mattering so much. Yeah. You know, it's so cool. Well, so, but part of part of the thing is when people played, it became a it was just a, a play thing, and then it became more of a elitist thing because what was it i think it was i wrote down what it cost it was sticks were 45 so there's the company that made the uh the blades also started making sticks because they think about it right you want to play the game like this is where it starts from right they go out and find a tree and find good branches that's how it first you know good yeah, yeah. long enough you know, they weren't like, hockey sticks. They were like branches. making tools, right? Yeah. yeah. And then someone yeah. got the idea of, uh, of of taking it from this, whatever the name of that tree is. It sounds like hockey a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it's they said it really smelled. Like it had a really stench to it. Yeah. So then you had different carvers and that from they used to make these hockey sticks from these trees. So like now you're taking basically a piece of lumber going out and play some hockey, right? And then it, the stick would be dependent on the carver. Right, because we're not talking about uh, 
factories that make a hundred thousand sticks in, in, in a couple of weeks or whatever. It's like a guy carving them out and it was special. So now it costs a little bit of money. So for buck, was it a buck, uh, 20 cents, 45 cents, whatever. So it's a buck 20. I think you could got a, a pair of like the blades and a stick yeah. to go play hockey outside. So, uh, so I just looked up the tree. Yeah. Is this right? It says sticks were made from birch and hornbeam trees. Maybe it was hornbeam. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Hornbeam. Yeah. yeah. Hornbeam. Yeah. Yeah. Birch used from hornbeam trees. Yeah. That's the one. Cool. Yeah. Anyway. So, so maybe the hornbeam lacrosse, there was a word with lacrosse, and maybe that's what came yeah. out to hockey. Yeah. Cool. That's, so that's the originator because that's a stupid word, hockey. Yeah, yeah. Where, the, where does that come from? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So that it came from the the, the actual stick is where the, yeah. the name came from. Cool. Pretty cool. That's yeah, really cool. It's so cool. I know. Freaking it's humans, so cool. man. Yeah. So cool. So then it, then it just evolves, man. It just yeah. evolves and evolves and evolves. So the first actual game was um, Creighton or Stanley. Okay. So anyways, the first official hockey game was uh, March third, eighteen seventy five, in Montreal. First official hockey game, and. Uh, no forward passing and all that kind of stuff. And the first game was uh, Montreal, whatever, against whatever. They played at the first rink with some people watching. Violent as all hell. Yeah. And, and, but it sparked some interest. So that's where Lord Stanley came in. Mm-hmm. Then, he, then he decided to have uh, an exhibition at, at this uh, Winterfest in Montreal where they had a couple teams would, that would play against each other and people started watching it. Just like, oh, neat sport because there was other sports that were new and all this kind of stuff. And uh, then he, the, the Stanley, decided to have the cup, the Dominion Cup, which is now the Stanley, Stanley cup, cup, and it was the bowl. And he made it, I think it was, forget what the price was, but it was like $20 to make this cup. And how the Stanley Cup was um, uh, given out is that anybody can challenge the winner the next year to play in a series or whatever to win cool. the cup across Canada, which evolved and evolved. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, there's, people that are actually getting into watching the game, like slowly but surely. Yeah. And then at some point, you know, they're, they're, the National Hockey League, the National Hockey Association starts, and hockey's played all over the place, and it's an actual real important part of our culture in Canada. Yeah. It defines us in a lot of ways. Like, it's so, that's so interesting. So it starts from Scotland, uh, Scot- Egypt, yeah. <laughs> Greece, Scotland, to Nova Scotia, to Montreal. Yeah. And Montreal is really important because it was the biggest city in Canada at the time. It was like, uh, if you could do it in Montreal, you could do it anywhere. Right. right? And, uh, yeah, so it's just like, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. And then money started coming in because people were making money, like a lot of betting and stuff like that on who would make the thing. And then the, pl- that, the yeah. players at one point said, whoa, 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 we're the ones doing it. Why are you, why are you, is everyone else making all the money? Yeah. So, yeah, it evolved from there. And it's like absolutely incredible. So you mentioned the culture thing. So now that it is where it is now. Do you do you think and like culture is constantly changing, but because it's such like a deeply ingrained part yeah. of, especially in Canada, yeah. do you think you know talking about old time hockey and how like that's the game and whatever? Just want just what you think doesn't matter. It's not a right answer, but yeah. like, do you think it, it'll ever be kind of stop the progression? Like the game will be too far gone from what it was, kind of thing. Do you ever do you ever think like there'll be a stick in the spokes of the evolution to keep it? more like the game or do you think it'll just continually evolve and get because so what i'm thinking the reason i'm asking the question is because as especially as technology keeps progressing it will become less and less like hockey originally right Dude. just just as it has from when the game was first established Dude, okay, right just 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 one second yeah okay? 
you're talking well the first what did i say the first game was yeah official game 1875 1875 how yeah. long is that yeah so listen, like the, the game is like went from zero to knocking balls around yeah, on 150 the ice yeah that's right yeah. to having the first game to the technology it is now is a hundred percent i have no idea but like if you think of how much it's changed in a hundred years well, 100 years, yeah. 1910, it, it started to become the National Hockey League in, in around there. Right. And it, will it change? But what I think is going to change it, I think people can't afford it. Ah, I like this That's talk. really yeah. what I think it's going to be. It's yeah. like it's it's sad, man. It's uh, because you, you just go back in those roots and you go like everybody played. Mm-hmm. Everybody could play hockey and then it became a, a real thing and then became a pro league and all that yeah. stuff but like everyone's making money off of it mm-hmm. everybody's charging money that just to play hockey is ridiculous like and i'm being honest if i didn't have like the sponsors that i had for my business there would have been times where i was saying charlie you can't break any more sticks i'm gonna have to buy you a piece of like that old birchwood from uh <laughs> you know 1812 yeah because i can't afford this man right. the skates like the skates now are one thousand dollars yeah more yeah and if your kid, so one of the tips that I would give people is I've always done this with Charlie because he's not going to wear out his skates as a kid, and uh, but it might outgrow them. And you didn't need the top of the line, top of the line stuff. So I would always buy him like a year or two old, not used, yeah, but old. And, yeah, and instead of spending 500, I'd spend two or one. But skates, if you want to get, if you're getting like the good skates, you're well over $1,000 for a pair of skates. For sure. What if you have three kids? You can't afford it. You're not playing hockey unless you yeah. you you're 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 loaded. When you see it, you see it when you like if you watch the Olympics or whatever. When yeah. people are coming from developed nations or developing nations, mm-hmm. none of them are playing hockey. You can't. You, there's no money. What are they good at? They're good at soccer. Yeah. They're good at basketball. They're yeah. good at running. They're yeah. good at things that are very low cost yeah. because it's more affordable. And that's my one like huge criticism of hockey is it is becoming just that. Like you said, it became elitist. It's the same thing now. It's yeah. becoming elitist. You know, when the price of wood was super cheap and everyone could buy 38 hockey sticks because yeah. they're made of wood that we have plenty yeah. of. Yeah. Well, now one stick is going to be 350 bucks, man. It's like, who's it's, buying that's, that? That's a good deal, and 350 it's, Yeah, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate because it's such a great game, so fun, and you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to play unless you have the money to, to play. Even like the registration costs and stuff to yeah. play now. It's like why? How's that reasonable? Like why is that? My the brother-in-law way it is? was telling me for girls hockey, his son or his daughter, <laughs> his daughter plays girl ho- girls hockey. She, uh, so she's a year younger than Charlie. He said the registration was forty-eight hundred dollars. Yeah. And he goes, I don't, I don't understand where it all goes. And I go, yeah. well, figure it out. Yeah. But that's what it is. Like forty-eight hundred. If you have a couple of kids, it's if you have three kids playing, it's fifteen thousand dollars just to allow you to play. It makes no sense. Yeah. But maybe it does. I know. Maybe it does. But I think, so that's what I think is the number one thing is, so just from a, a youth hockey level, I would say money will change it a lot because people can't afford it. Number two, the money combined with all the <laughs> all the shit you have to do to play hockey. So what I mean by that is I had to take courses this past I didn't have to. I did it because of the COVID thing, and there was a little bit of rules. But and then I coached. So listen, if you want to coach hockey right now, you have to take a course on 
how to be a, I, I'm, I'm using terms here, right? Respect in sport. So that's an online course. You have to take a course in uh, uh, gender identity. So, so you're not speaking like all these courses. And when I look at that, like it's about seven hours minimum of stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. I just want to coach hockey. Yeah. That's right. It's for like the a couple people that yeah. maybe and I, I yeah it protect it's the all world. this fluff it's around like, the edges yeah I just want to play and the kids have to take these uh, basically take these oh sign these papers and all this stuff about treating people fairly yes we're gonna treat them fair man yeah. like but so it's just so another barrier see, to entry like there's right. all these barriers to be able to right. do it yeah and then all the all the obstacles just to play like I I said this before like I think actually maybe if I was a kid. There is a possibility. I just rather play video games because it just seems more exciting, yeah. you know, in a way. So I think the, the, that with all the political stuff on the side, which I know, like someone might say, "Well, you're not very sensitive," and and I, I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. It's just I'm being honest. Well, okay, but I'm being honest. Pause on that for a second because sure. you, you actually are though. Why? Because you're actually are, you're sensitive to how to treat kids. You're not of course like, it's humans. As, yeah, you're a human, right? Of course. And this is my this is my whole beef with all the extra stuff like we're talking about all the barriers to entry to be up to be able to play to be able to coach to be involved in the game you have to do all these things Every and it's parent has to and it's do it's, a course it's all like just turns into like this bure, bureaucratic stupid shit cover your ass type Insurance. stuff yeah it is. and it's just like why why do we have like of course we're treating the kids fair of course and some people don't do that, but you think if they take the course, it's going to make them? No. It's like, no, it's not, right? That's not what it's going to do. People are going to click through the links while it plays in the background of their day yeah. and take the five-question quiz at the end of the chapter that anyone with half a brain can answer, yeah. and it's just BS. It's a bunch of crap. Yeah. So if, you, if you're a, a dad or a mom that wants to go coach or get involved, now you have to do all this crap. It's going to take up eight hours of your day no or a week or whatever. It's like, I don't want to do that. Like, let somebody else do it. So that, so you've got that. And then you've got like, okay. So, and, and listen, man, this is good. This is a good thing. But if you're coaching, you have to be so aware of everything that's not hockey. For example, you're supposed to never have just one in a room. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Or one adult in the room with all the kids. Like, to some degree, like, yeah, that makes sense because you don't ever want anything to happen. Like you don't ever want anything to happen. There are people like that out yeah. there, right? But 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 they make it like for every person, everything. They it's like you're always looking. Don't say that word. Don't go into that room without that person there. And it's always covering something else. It's like don't say anything that could be misconstrued as something else. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Well, it's an end, but it's an it's an endless chase. Like you can't, yeah. you can never cover everything. And they always add yeah. more. And you you just keep adding more and more and more. Yeah. And at a certain point, and this is something we talk about a lot too. It's just like that resiliency piece. It's like, hey, sometimes shit's gonna go wrong, and you need to be you need to be able to deal with that. And yeah. outside of the super serious criminal or like something that's incredibly damaging to kids or to parents or to whoever, those things are easy to cover. It's easy to make yeah. rules for those things, yeah. and we have rules for those things. But it's like you keep stretching it further and further and further. Yeah. Oh, and we have to we have to make a statement about this thing, and we have to make a statement yeah. about this thing, and we have to make sure everyone can be yeah. included this way and that yeah. way and this way. And yeah. it's like you're 75 making meetings, seventy five meetings to start a hockey game, oh, like to start a hockey season. Yeah, it takes, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, it takes forty. The game starts at seven oh five, but it doesn't yeah. actually start till seven twenty eight because yeah. we have to do all of these yeah. procedural things yeah. to start every night. And it's like it just keeps it makes it 
unenjoyable and it makes the barrier to entry yeah. more and more, you know? Yeah. So that's another element of it. And then the other one I was going to point out too is just the technology of how that can change the game. Like yeah. you look at the, the, the sticks, the skates, yeah. like how, what the guys are wearing now and yeah. how efficient all this stuff is. Yeah. Like at, at what point are we going to have like levitating skates that guys are just humming around well, on with less effort? Well, here's, like, here's one for you. Dalton Prout and I were talking about this yesterday because we were talking about Charlie's game and he goes, man, it's, it's hard to find. He goes, there's a lot of vanilla out there because he scouts pro scout, right? He yeah. goes, it's hard to find a kid like that because a guy that'll throw a few hits, get in a, get in a tussle here and there and, 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 and be able to play. He goes, they're hard to find. They stick out like a sore thumb. He goes, but, he goes, you think about it. He goes, it's a lot of vanilla out there, but guys are, you've got to play, like it's such a fast game now. It's so fast because equipment's lighter, guys are stronger, better shape. Like, like physically, people have evolved like to be better mm-hmm. athletes. So it's so fast. So like the guy that is a grinder, or not a grinder, like a power forward, let's say, or a big heavy D, you got to lose ten pounds to be quick enough. So now, now can you play that heavy game the way you used to play? Right. So it changes, right? Yeah, a little right. bit. Yep. So you can't. You got if you're throwing four hits or three hits or two hits at every shift, like good hard hits wears you out like hitting's hard on yeah. the body and it, it like it tires you out so like so now it kind of changes that because it's so so many fast guys like it's got to be played at such a fast pace that the big power guy can't just maybe can't throw that many hits or he could just wear himself out yeah but the interesting thing was we have our whoop mm-hmm. so he was saying that boone jenner for columbus he had because he's the captain they were asking you know should we make it mandatory for everybody to have a whoop they thought about it and he goes well i kind of getting personal now you know what i mean like because this if this goes this reports back to your team they get to look at all your data oh you, you went to bed at two last night well your recovery is not the best because you're you must have been out drinking yeah you're having, that's not your business yeah, you're making robots now. yeah yeah so my next question was when's the chip out and, and it's 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 if it's not already the chip to track everything that you do on the ice, your heart rate, your, your the speed, your, your maybe it's see like wherever technology takes you, it might be seeing for you, like it might it might be able to do a scouting analysis, and say like getting in your eyes and seeing your head, and like, why are you thinking that way? Like I don't know. Yeah, like well, it, it's going to change. Well, the, and this it's is kind of this kind of what I'm getting at. The the reason that games are interesting is because of human error, because it's human, yes. right? It's a human game, so it's there's mistakes, you yeah. know. And the more you get, the more you perfect how people are playing the yeah. game, the less interesting it becomes. Because yeah. now, and I've said this multiple times to you, I enjoy watching OHL games more than I like watching NHL oh, games. Because, because the OHL kids, they're, they're just that, they're kids. They're going to make mistakes. So you'll go and see a 9-2 to game. Or you'll go and see a 9-8 to game. Yeah. Or you'll see whatever interesting crazy plays happen because some kid made a stupid yeah. mistake yeah, that perfect, no yeah. that no NHL player will ever make because yeah. if they do they're out. Well do you, you s- know do you see what they do in the NHL? Like even the OHL. Because the jumbotron's there, they're all electronic. So a goal, a play as soon as a shift is over, everyone goes to the jumbotron yeah, watch and the replay, they watch yeah. the replay. Yeah. Every watch the NHL. It's just it's so funny. Guys get off off the ice <laughs> Yeah, and then iPad. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't even have time to forget about it. It's right. like, it's there in your face. Do that. No, that's, where, that's where you screwed well, and, up. And but that's, that's where you did well. But that's like, I'm fine with that yeah, yeah. as long as it's still like human. Like, yeah. the game, like the game is still played by humans. And like what you're pointing out with, you're talking about Boone Jenner when he's 
talking about, well, I don't know if we should all have this. T-. It's like you're now you're making trying to make everyone the same. That's right. We're optimizing performance. Yeah. Like now it's about not, it's about the numbers, yeah. right? And that's where it gets different. Like when you're focused, you're, it's like, you know, we talk about, we've talked about like the analytics guys before. It's like, we identify these patterns. We have to do this to get this outcome. Like I can see the pattern, yeah. right? And it's taking out the humanness well, of they, playing. Well, they did it with the NHL with the video replay. That's right. Yeah. The cameras in the nets. There's 7,000 million cameras right. in the arena to get every angle of everything. They tried it with the offside. It got to the point where a guy was skating as, oh, is it offside if his foot is up in the air? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, let the guy make a call. Right. It's sometimes it's going to be right. Sometimes it's going to be wrong. That's the get beauty of it. Get some beer thrown on you. Yeah. That's hockey. Back right. to the old days. Back to the old exactly. race. But it's like, yeah, from, from from at some point, why would you need a ref? Yeah. And I, I think that's kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking. Yeah. As the game continues to progress, it's going to get so stagnant that they're going to have to make a bunch of rule changes. Yeah. And in the same way they did, when, when did they take out like the hooking and the two-line pass and whatever? Let me go through a few things. Okay. It might be boring, but it might not no, no, be. It's, it's kind of interesting. Cool. I just I just took some. There's uh, oh, yeah. because I could be like, and then one day, once upon a time, they yeah. added <laughs> rubber pucks that weighed yeah. six ounces. Like so, nineteen ten, three periods changed from having two periods of hockey. Nineteen eleven, uh, and twelve. This is National Hockey League now. Yeah. Okay. NHL rules where it would be an official game. Six players on the ice from seven. So goalie and six players. Uh, nineteen seventeen, goalies were allowed to fall. Previously, it was a penalty if they fell to the ice. That's an interesting one. Yeah, that's cool. So this is so this is where when you look back, wow, I didn't know that. So that's yeah, cool because now I'm saying about stand like, up goalies. Good. Yeah. When then they started to turn into being butterfly goalies, right? Well, no, no, not even yet. Yeah, not even yet. Yeah, but that's not even the start yet. Of they weren't allowed, allowed to fall. That's that's so much not or allowed it to would fall. Would be a penalty. Wow. Right? Nineteen eighteen. Two lines were painted on the ice, twenty feet from the center ice. So. Three playing zones were created, created a 40-foot neutral zone for forward passing because forward passing was permitted at that time. Yeah. So this is what? 1918. Um, I got to change sides here. Yeah. I got to actually do something else with my life. Um, <laughs> where was I? 1918? Yeah. Two-line pass. Uh, yeah. So forward passing was where, that's the neutral zone was where forward, forward passing was permitted. Uh, kicking the puck was uh, permitted now in this zone, in the neutral zone. Uh, started calculating assists in 1918, so there okay. wasn't it wasn't actually a point unless you scored. So 1921, goalies were allowed to pass the puck to the blue to the blue line. Minor penalties are, were two minutes from three minutes, and there's a whole bunch in between. These are the ones that just kind of caught my eye. 1925 to encourage offense, no more than two D permitted. To remain inside the zone when the puck left the D zone. So you, you couldn't have two people, because I guess people used to hang back, yeah, right? Because yeah. it was all forward. Right. You couldn't no forward passing. Uh, teams could only dress 12 players. No big deal. Uh, 1927. That's when I was born. <laughs> forward, passers were, forward passes were allowed in the D zone and neutral zone. So now the, you had two now. Yeah. Three 20-minute periods were brought in, and then you were, had to change ends every period. It's so so, cool, man. so you're you're talking about like what will it change? Like that's uh, 17 years. There's a, that's huge change. It's yeah. not the same game now. Well, right. from what it started, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying, right? But because it, the only difference now is because it's such a huge entertainment thing. Yeah, the driver is always going to be the money, yeah. right? Which is if if people are watching and it's not interesting anymore, that's right. Because it's so stagnant. Yeah, then 
there's going to be another like drastic That's set right. of rule changes That's to right. bring it back to where it's exciting. Well, they did you know? that with the trapezoid behind the net right. because Marty Brodeur used to control the game as a goalie, Ron Hextall and stuff like that. Yeah. And those are things that, that are more modern, but they're huge. Yeah. So, okay, so 1927. So 1928, forward passes allowed in all three zones. So now it's starting to look like, like hockey now. Yeah. Right before it would have looked like rugby. So you could see the violence, right? Yeah. So I was I was reading and watching this stuff. They were saying that there was a lot of deaths in hockey because it was violent. Yeah. Guys would club you over the head. Oh, yeah. It was a violent, violent, violent sport. So we look at it now. It's not as violent. It's violent. Yeah. But it's not even close to what it was because it was all scrums and just clubbing guys. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so you're a tough man. The There's, stick work. The one guy they were talking about was uh, one-eyed, one-eyed McGee because he was a pretty good player. That guy sounds tough. Yeah. One-eyed McGee. One-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> That was his babe. One-eyed McGee. Yeah, imagine playing <laughs> one-eyed McGee. Uh, change in appearance. Okay, 1926 forward passes allowed in all three zones. Uh, goalies forbidden, forbidden to hold the puck, so they had to throw it. Uh, 1929 offside. New rule. Offside. There's a whole, that's a game changer. Game changer. Yep. Right? Uh, only three players allowed in the D zone, including goalie. I don't really understand that. Visible time clocks were uh, required in every rink. Oh, cool. Uh, That's undercover game changer for sure. Yeah. 1937, icing is introduced. Interesting. See, you, you think it's always there. Yeah. Like that wasn't a rule when it started, right? Center red line introduced, introduced in 1943. No red line before. Yeah. Uh, you're allowed to have 17 players plus a goalie in 49. 69 curves. They started curving sticks, and they were limited to one inch. Yeah. Uh, 1979. This is a big one. You ready? Yeah. Let me think of someone. For Gord, uh, Craig McTavish. Okay. Know him? Yeah. What about him? He didn't wear a helmet. That's right. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. Sick. 1979, wearing helmets were mandatory for players entering the NHL. Right. So you remember? Guys That's, and I remember because you would start to see the phase yeah. out where it's similar with visors now, right? Visors now. If like you didn't have one, you don't have yeah. to put one exactly. on. Zach and Dalton were the ones that were the last year that they last year. didn't yep. have to put a visor on. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I think the last one I put, yeah, the last one I put that was is kind of relevant, it was really relevant to me, was in 2005, the red line eliminated for two line passes. So remember I told you that when I played, it was a... Uh, it's a different game. Yeah. Like that's what I said. I said in one of the podcasts, I said the game now, from even when I played, it's unrec not unrecognizable, but it's like so different. Yeah. Because we had the red line, so you know neutral zone trapping. We did like the coaches were too stupid to think yeah. of anything like that. But neutral zone trapping, you had to make. Well, Chris, I like, had the red line I, when I started playing. Yeah. yeah, I guess when you I started yeah. playing, yeah, we yeah, still yeah, had the red line. Would've. It yeah. was the red line and the stick work. Yeah, you could. Like so, yeah. hooking for example, you couldn't. It was only hooking if you like grabbed him and held on. Yeah, you took his but you head could, off. You could you could do little little yeah. pulls, and that wasn't hooking cutching, yet. Cutching, right? cutching, and grabbing. Yeah. And th that all I remember that yeah. when I was a kid, when I first started playing travel, that mm -hmm. was still a thing. Yeah. And then it got phased out. By the time I was like twelve or yeah. thirteen, it was gone now. Yeah. But I remember it being there because I remember a guy I used to play with. Um, that was like a, I have like vivid memories of him. He was the hook guy. Yeah. My age, and he was just like give guys little tugs and pulls and whatever, and it yeah. was cool. It was, I remember the that change happening. Yeah, the two like, line pass was huge. Hey, lot you can do. Hey, Lottie now. Yeah, but like you can yeah, throw the long bombs. Just, it, it opened up the speed of the game, right? And uh, but you know, you think about like what type of players. Like that's why you can can't ever say. Well, you can say Gretzky's the best. This guy's the best. Bobby Orr's the best. But it's like yeah. totally different hockey. So they're the best at the time. 
Like, dude, we used to, when, when I played junior, it was like, that's why you used to have big plugs out there. And it would be, you'd, you'd be in small no, spaces. Yeah, no space. and you just, yeah. Big and get in the way. Clutch, grab, yeah. hack, whack. Yeah. And skating was important, but it wasn't the importantest. Yeah. Like, no, it was, it was very important still. You had to be a very good hockey player, but, but you know, sometimes it was just the bigger man won. Well, and side note on that, I got into a little back and forth exchange with somebody who commented because we were talking about, I don't know if it was who the best player was or whoever, anyways. And people always argue about like who the best player is, which is a non-starter, first of all. You can't, there's no comparison. You can't make it from different eras. You can't no, compare. How do you do it? But my argument about that is always, whoever the best players were at the time would still be the best players today because they did whatever it took to be the best player of the time. Yeah, so probably. If you go, if, if you go Gretzky today, assuming he was at the, you know, the peak of the practicing methods and training methods of the time yeah. and whatever it was, yeah. if you put him here, he would have done the same thing. He yeah. would have been at relatively, all the, relatively, yeah. right? He would have, maybe, so not, still maybe not 215 points one year, but right. maybe he would have been a top player. Yeah. He would have right? been Cause, cause they so would smart. do the same thing as they did with what the tools they have now, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. but that's an interesting separate question, yeah. but yeah, it's cool. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how, what the next set of like big changes to the game is, because that's what I see going forward is that same stagnation yeah. of where it's not as interesting to watch anymore. Well, Cause everything moves like, especially yeah. with all the systems and stuff. Now yeah. everything moves as one. Yeah. It's well, like one move around. Here's, here's a question for you is people say it's a softer game now. Like there's, they eliminated fighting. Like mm -hmm. not eliminate, but it's it looks like it's trying to go. Yeah, yeah, right. But but like when you go back now to the origins of the game, it's the game. Yeah, it's the game. But it's so fast and stuff now. And I made an argument when, and, and I'm not I'm not complaining about it. I, I I said this the other day on that podcast I did with those people. It's like Dave Branch with the CHL. He's made so many like as a player, you hate his guts because he makes all these rules and he suspends people and he makes the rules of the OHL, CHL. Yeah. But he's made, put so many rules in that were so good for the game. Well, my question would be, he limit, like basically he went down to, like you couldn't fight more than 10 times a year per person and then it went down to eight and then he dropped it to three with exceptions, like if you're instigated upon, no. Yeah. But it, and you start getting fined and suspended, right? So it's like, I was like, this is so dumb, but it was actually way better for the game. But But, but what I saw... In my opinion, you take away the, those old rinks, you put them in the new barns. You put the, uh, you take away, you, you add all the systems, and you take away the fighting which people love. When you know when Charlie got in that fight, it was a pretty, it was a good game. Yep. A little quiet. The two guys dropped quiet. the mitts, slashed each other, dropped the mitts, and everybody was on their feet, that's freaking it. out. Yes. And that's what's missing. So, do I want to pay? Well, I don't know what the price is. Fifteen, twenty. Some rinks are 40 bucks for a ticket plus $8 for a beer and 6 bucks for uh, all this stuff to watch something that I'm not jumping out yeah, of my seat. Sit quietly and pay I'm not. I'm not doing it. Same here. I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's boring. Right. But if it was my year, era, 80s, early 90s, 70s, whatever, they used to jam-pack the place. And I and attendance has gone down. I was just about to bring that up. because And I don't blame them. It and, and costs money. And I was going to say caveat of the COVID. Yeah. Because yeah. that still happened, yeah, that kind helped. of. Yeah. But at the same time, like when we went to watch that game um, in Windsor, yeah. the last time I went to a game was just after the Memorial Cups with uh, in 2008, yeah. 9, 10-ish. Yeah, yeah that's, those are yours. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, there was not a seat. No, you couldn't find a place. seat. 
yeah. crazy. Yeah. And it's because it's, it's that competitive nature, like the, the tempers yeah. and the emotion. And yeah. that is what makes it engaging to watch. You take yeah. that out, what you can see yeah. it. That's what it's, is happening now. Yeah. And it, I'm not as inclined to be invested in the game anymore. Yeah. Right. Cause it's not as interesting to watch. I'd it's rather, not. and that's what's interesting about one of the most popular sports to watch right now. Uh, maybe I'm misspeaking. I don't think I know is UFC. I love it. And it's extremely popular to watch. Yeah. And it might, might be one of the most popular sports to watch right now. And I can see it. I love it. Even if it's in the top five, yeah. it's like, why is that? You know? Because there's something about two men going in a cage with 55,000 people. They're, they're basically naked, beating each other's head off yeah. their shoulders. It's, I don't want that for my son. You feel the emotion of it. Like you, you, feel, you feel the drive and the adrenaline. Yeah. Like you're watching two yeah. people in there kicking yeah. the crap out of each other. And yeah. it's what you signed up for yeah, if yeah, you're yeah, going yeah, to the yeah, sport. Yeah, and yeah, that's, yeah. that's part of the game in hockey yeah. is I like that element of, yes, it's dangerous. Yes, you can get hurt. Yes, is it the best for your brain if you're getting clunked in the head? No, it's yeah. not actually. Yeah. But you're picking to play this sport yeah. and this is part of the game. Yeah. And that trade-off is a decision that you should be allowed to make. It shouldn't be taken because now that level of emotion and that involvement or that uh, that attachment that you feel watching the game yeah. is gone. Yeah. Because now it's just you sit quietly in your seat and watch the skill, right? Yeah. And that's not what, what gets you jumping out of your seat, no. right? It's always when something unexpected happens, yeah. whether it's a big, big play hit. or a big hit yeah. or, a, or a fight or whatever. Those are the moments, yeah. you know? And that's what's yeah. interesting about it. So... Uh, I think that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's, you, you know there. why? Because I have to go pee. I do too. Yeah, I got to pee too. You know. So hopefully that that's uh, that's interesting. So uh, we'll leave it there. For I hope the, people uh, enjoyed that. It was I I I'm gonna actually go with Charlie because he's uh, he's uh, home for a couple of days mm-hmm. with his injury, and uh, so tomorrow I'm gonna spend a lot of the day with him and I'm gonna show him some of the history stuff and it'll probably go. Wow, Dad. Yeah. Wow. Because we all think about it. Like, where did it start from? This is crazy. Yeah. And, and, actually and, and when you're it. actually going through through a documentary or two, it's like, and maybe it's 98% right and whatever, but phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. All right. Okay, dude. Leave it there. Okay. Goodbye.